This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. On today's show, the guys talk with kindergarten teacher and presenter Matt Halpern about his use of tech, including swivel in his classroom, and his book called Look at My Happy Rainbow. We've got that, some banter, more up next on EduTech Guys. You're listening to the EduTech Guys, edutechguys.com. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys. I'm David Henderson. Hey, I'm Jeff Madlock. Hey, yeah, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We appreciate it so much. We got a good show for you today. We have a great show for you today. And don't forget, while you're sitting there listening to us, check out our website at www.edutechguys.com or heck, just go to Google. I've said it now for five years. <laughs> you can go. <laughs> You can go out to Google, type in EduTech Guys, and we're going to be there smiling back at you, probably with an emoji. But we're going to be smiling back at you either way it goes. But that's right. That's right. It's funny. I'm, I'm sure there are some folks out there that have never listened to us before, and this is the first time you're ever listening. So, A, first of all, thank you. And B, you're like, wait, these guys have been doing this for five years? They sound like they just fell out of the podcast tree. <laughs> fell out of the podcast tree. Is there a yeah. podcast tree? <laughs> that's, that's, that's where they grow. Don't I they grow on trees? It's, it's in Indonesia somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, that was the backside. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, in a very special limited edition of the U2 album, Joshua Tree, there was a second CD, the podcast, the podcast tree. tree. <laughs> they, they did it before anyone had ever even heard of a podcast. That's right. That's right. That's really awesome. I knew U2 was cutting edge back in they, the 80s. They were, I knew they it when, I, when they came out. You know, um, it's interesting. Uh, we, we actually uh, we're about to start school here in Arkansas. So it's yeah. uh, it's a uh, crunch time. It's not crunch time. Um, it actually starts Tuesday. Uh, this next Tuesday, August the 13th. And people is, said the club was going down on Tuesday. A Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Sorry. That's it's when gonna, school starts. School starting down on a Tuesday on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, hey, we got some information this last week that we will be doing um, a podcasting workshop at TCEA this year. Yeah. So uh, oh we're kind of gosh. excited about heading down to Austin for that. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, that's going to really? be very cool. Yeah, man. I'm very excited, excited about, about that. that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's going to be uh, happening, and, and we'll put out more information. Um, our current conference schedule is still just a. Uh, we just haven't nailed everything down to the wall yet. We we know where we're going. We're just trying to make sure that we have the dates secured, and just keep checking the website and our social media, and you'll find out where we're going to be, what we're going to do, what we're going to be wearing. I'm going to wear a cute little, you know, light dress, like a summertime dress till it gets cold. So <laughs> I, I, on the other hand, will be wearing my Edutech guys t-shirts. So there you go. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All oh, of I them forgot we had at those. the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and throughout the day, you randomly take one off That's and right. the next color. <laughs> weren't, weren't you just well, in you, red? <laughs> you're a freaking marching band show. Didn't even realize it. It's like David's got the props. It's changing colors all the time, like flags change colors. Uh, David's yeah. got the props. But- Got the props. So, you know, hey, it's going to be a great show today. Um, I tell you what, let's listen to one of our sponsors, and then when we get back, we'll jump right into it. How's that sound? Hey, you know, I've been in education for a lot of years, and uh, I've seen the challenges that some students have to face every day, whether it's going to school hungry or not being able to see a doctor when they're sick. There are all kinds of challenges that students face. Hey, you know, you're right. Uh, those challenges, they really make it hard you know, for kids to, to focus on learning, you know, just to get through class. It's pretty rough on them. Um, but, you know, thankfully, Concordia University, the one in Portland, it, it's leading the way with their three to PhD program that helps to combat student fears. You know, it's that, that kind of frees them up to, you know, do good classwork, pursue their highest dreams and uh, move forward with their education. Yeah, exactly. Concordia University in Portland is revolutionizing education by creating a holistic model. It provides groceries, health care, heck, even clothing to students right there on campus, helping them fry, thrive and helping the, uh, the community strengthen and grow. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I think it really cool that Concordia's College of Education, they offer online and on-campus programs, you know, where the students can have the opportunity to learn about, a, you know, a more compassionate approach to education and to see how nurturing the whole student, you know, to all their needs leads to some pretty amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if you're out there listening and you want to learn more about how you can help these students conquer their monsters and achieve their highest dreams, just visit cu-portland.edu edu slash let's conquer that's cu-portland.edu slash let's conquer hashtag nurture educate grow hey welcome back to the edge of tech guys we're really excited to have our next guest on the show and we're going to let him introduce himself and tell us who he is and all that kind of stuff so we'll take it away here we go hi my name is matt halpern um i am a kindergarten teacher i live and work up in New England, actually in Maine. Um, I've been a kindergarten teacher for most of my teaching career. I've also taught first grade and second grade. I was a literacy coach actually for a couple of years, Um, but I find that my passion and my heart is really in kindergarten, which I know it isn't for everyone, but um, I love it. And I'm <laughs> yeah, happy is... to with you guys. <laughs> it, it takes special people to work in kindergarten. Yeah. I was a band director for 15 years, and I did sixth grade beginners, and that was enough for me. I can only guess what a hurting cat <laughs> at that level is like. So it's got to be. I have, a, I have a friend who um, actually she's a friend from high school who is also a teacher, and I, I believe she teaches third or fourth grade. And she said to me, she said, you know, Matt, 
there's a special place in heaven for kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's funny. I, I think it's, it's kind of like the stuff you deal with is not just, it's not just education. You deal with a whole gamut of things that come your way every day. So I bet that's a, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it at the beginning of the year, especially a lot of it is just what it means to be in school mm-hmm. and what it means to be a student and a learner. So, you know, but I actually really enjoy that. Um, it's a lot of social emotional stuff, which I know, you know, teachers are doing that in all, in all grades, but we do it a lot. Yeah, sure. Okay. So let's talk about this. Let's jump right into it. Technology sure. in your classroom. And, uh, you know, we were looking at the notes and it's, you, you say you don't have one-to-one, which in yeah. kindergarten, that's interesting. You know, that's, it, it, you would probably have a great insight on why you don't want to do that in the first place. And it's better in a community learning environment to use technology that way. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Um, so I actually have worked in other districts where I, I never have had one-to-one, but I've had, um, you know, maybe enough devices for about 50% of the students in my class. And the district that I currently work in has a, a very distinct philosophy around, educa- around education, obviously, around technology in education. Um, and we do not have actually, we don't have actually any devices in the classroom. Um, so when that's a little bit unique, um, so I've kind of been on both sides of the spectrum. Um, you know, I, I see the benefit. I saw the benefit when I, when I had devices for kids, but on the flip side, the argument that my district would make, and I tend to agree with them, but I'm not just saying that, um, I actually do agree <laughs> with them is, you know, when kids are, especially little kids, they the way that they learn is actually by being vocal and talking and communicating and being social with each other. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you put them on a device most of the time, now I know there are some, you know, outlier apps, like, you know, things like Osmo and things like that. But most of the time, you know, kids are sitting with a device with headphones and they're actually quite isolated from their peers. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what, and I saw that in my classroom as well. So we kind of don't want that. And then also, you know, and I know I'm going to sound like an old fogey here saying this, but it's (laughs) true. is that, you know, kids are on devices enough. You know, we know that when kids go home and on the weekends and when they're in their car, you know, 95% of the time, they're going to be on a device. Mm -hmm. So when they're at school, I want them to see that there are other ways to learn and that, sure, you can always plug into your iPad. And there are, I mean, there are phenomenal apps. And there are phenomenal ways to use that kind of technology, but it's also not the only way. I mean, we know, I mean, I don't know. Can you guys see me? You can't see me. Yeah, we can yeah. see you. Uh, oh, you can see me. Uh, our, our listeners, our listeners won't be able to see you, but we can, but see, we can see you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing that we're maybe around the same age. You know, you might be a little bit older than me, but not, as, not that much older than me. You'd probably be surprised. Uh, 
Well, you would probably be surprised. Um, I'm in my mid forties there. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, I'm fifty. We we, we just turned fifty, 50 this 50, year, so, yeah. so okay. Oh, so you're not that much older. Yeah, no, than it's me. not. All right. So, I, I don't feel so. You look much younger. So yeah, you, you really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's working with little kids. It keeps you. Oh, I have terrible lighting in there too. Um, but when we were kids, I mean, there was no technology. It wasn't even something that was that was on the table. And I know, you know, people say, well, when you have better tools, you use them. And I agree with that. But my point is, is that I don't feel like I had a bad education. Mm. Um, I felt like I did, you know, some really cool things in school. And I actually try to think about some of those things when I'm trying to create experiences for my kids that, you know, don't necessarily have to do with technology. Sure. We know, I think, I think most parents would appreciate that. And I think most people would appreciate that, that, you know, let's do this this way because then you're exactly right. They're going to do something in your classroom that they're going to go home and probably try to recreate with a digital device, you know, or, and and that's wonderful. That's, that's exactly what we, as teachers and educators, that's what we're supposed to be doing. We're supposed to help them problem solve and come up with new ideas. And that's wonderful. That's actually a really wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, now, so we do have some technology in the classroom. I mean, when I was thinking about, you know, what kind of technology am I using in the classroom? And, it's, you know, at first I think of computers, laptops, iPads, and I'm thinking, no, no, no. Um, but then I was trying to think a little bit more outside the box. Um, now, I do have, and I know that this is maybe, you know, it's like a VCR, you know, like maybe it's not the most, you know, current, up to date. But I love my document camera. I mean, yeah. I I love teaching with the document camera. I use it almost all day. I mean, basically, when we are gathered as a whole group um, for instruction, it's almost always on. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I mean, sometimes I'm reading a book. I'm not using a document camera. Although I often do put the book under the document camera. Sure. Yeah. Um, absolutely. It just changes the you know changes the experience. Yeah. Um, so I know that that is basic, but it also surprises me how many people don't have a document camera mm-hmm. and don't necessarily um, don't utilize it to the extent that they actually could. Um, so that to me is a big. That's kind of the main piece of technology that I I think that I'm using pretty consistently. The other thing that I have as a kindergarten teacher, um, you know, primary grades, we're, we're using a lot of music, a lot of song. Um, and I have, I'm old enough that, that I have taught with CDs where I had, you know, 20 CDs and my CD player. And I was, you know, like a DJ trying to, you know, hit the button to go to track nine as fast as I could. And I now have an iPod, um, which, I mean, do people even have iPods anymore? I don't think. <laughs> I, know do. they, I, I mean, I know they sell them. Um, they're not super popular, but I love my iPod. And I just have a, I've invested in a good Bluetooth speaker, like a JBL. So it's actually a decent sounding one. And I mean, I use that thing all day long. Um, and I have it organized, you know, I took a little bit of time to organize. So I have playlists for different parts of the day and it makes it super fast and convenient. It makes it really nice when I'm not there um, for other, you know, substitutes to use it and mm-hmm. the kids love it. 
So, I mean, that's technology, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, one of the things I, I want to go back to the document camera and, and, and I, and I totally understand, you know, the name, the, the, the name of that particular device came from the fact that that's what people were doing with it. You know, it was a way to project their documents, but sure. what a lot of people don't, realize is especially in education you know you can do so much more with that i mean here you have a camera that is being shown you know on, you know through a projector on a big screen whatever it is and you can take any object that you have that you can hold and put under that camera and manipulate that and show in 3d the different facets the different sides the different sure. characteristics whatever it is and so you're able to reach those students by using that quote unquote old technology in a way that you know they all get to see it and probably in a lot of ways get to see some of the things that you show in much more detail than sure. if they were just holding it in their hand, because you know, you can zoom in on there, you can pull it closer to the camera, you can show some of the detail on whatever it is that you're showing. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea. Well, another way that we use the document camera that a lot of people don't think about is with writing. Um, so, I mean, obviously we're gonna put books under there, we're gonna put three-dimensional objects, like you said, shapes, that kind of a thing. But when we're, when we're doing writing, um, you know, I love to write in front of my kids. I think just like we model reading, we want to model writing. And there's something about them actually being able to just kind of like what you just said, being able to see my hand holding a pencil or a pen and writing. Yes. Um, you know, and I'll, you know, obviously we do a lot of writing on big chart paper where the kids come up, but, but there's something about watching the adult do it. Mm -hmm. um, and the document camera allows us to do that in a way that you really can't do without. Yeah, you exactly. know, I'm really glad you, you, I'm, I'm really glad you're on the show and I'm, I'm really glad you're talking about this because I think with the bombardment of technology that we have hitting educators lately, it's really yeah. great to hear that you don't need, you need these things and you can enhance an already great educator's ability to teach by 10 times, 20 times. Sure. And, and we don't need, you know, Chromebooks for everyone and we don't need robots following pin markers around the rooms and things like that. Those are all cool. I mean, those are really neat things. But we were, you know, it's really funny how many kids that when I write cursive, look at it and go, what's that? You know, they... They can't recurse right. anymore. They can't. Re Some of them don't even write anymore. Most right. kids don't yeah. even write. I my mean, my daughter, who's now a, a, a senior, well, in three days when school starts, she'll be a senior. <laughs> um, but uh, she taught herself cursive because it wasn't being taught. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. So it's one of those okay, things. So but let's jump now. Keeping my time, I'm watching my clock. Sure. <laughs> so, um, swivel. Let's talk swivel. Oh, yeah. What's it done to I love my swivel. Okay, let's talk. So, a couple of years ago, um, well, I, this was actually when I was working as a coach, but I wasn't a classroom teacher. Um, I was introduced to the swivel as a tool that I could use with teachers who might be apprehensive to be watched. Um, so they can, so for people who don't know, because some people don't know what a swivel is, right. so, um, I might not do the best job of describing it, but this is how I describe it. It's this little device it's um it's not very big i'm trying to think what it's about the size of it's about the size of maybe like a coke can uh, can of beans <laughs> yeah i mean it's flatter than that yeah hockey about puck. how big it is it's kind of like a hockey puck a yeah. little maybe a little bit bigger and your phone 
or if you have an iPad or a phone, you need some kind of a device. But most people just, I mean, I just use my phone. Everybody these days mostly has a smartphone. Sits in the swivel, um, and then the teacher and or the children, students, wear a tracker around your neck, which serves multiple purposes. It's a microphone, so it's picking up the audio um, way better than your phone would across the room. And it's also a tracker. So if you move or walk around the classroom, it's, it, the, the device follows you. It's like a little robot, but it doesn't move. It's stationary. It just swivels. Hence the name. It, it turned, That's a great well, name for it. <laughs> it, can, it can turn, um, you know, I think in 360 degrees, like all the way around in a circle. And then it also swivels up and down. So for me, as a kindergarten teacher, um, I just actually was, I present, I'm also a presenter um, on various topics, usually around literacy and reading and writing. And I sometimes will take videos for that purpose. And so I was doing a video on interactive writing. So I'm standing and then I'm kneeling and then I'm on the floor and this is following me the whole time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really powerful tool for many reasons. So um, again, I said I, I was introduced to it as a tool to use with teachers. And then when I went back to the classroom myself, I said, you know, I need one of these. I actually bought my own because our school has one that everyone can share, but I really wanted to see, okay, what can I do if I have this in my room all the time? Right, right. Um, and what you can do is some amazing stuff. So besides recording your own teaching to share or reflect or just see well, how did that lesson go or watch the kids in a way that you normally don't get to see them because you're so focused on the lesson. The other thing I'll do is I'll let kids use it to record themselves. Oh. And then we will project that um, through the projector. And as a class, we can look at it almost like a fishbowl and watch you know, maybe um, a partnership or a small group or some kids playing a game and talk about what went well, what didn't go well, what do you notice, that kind of a thing. And the kids, of course, love it. They think that's super cool. Right. Um, and it's pretty, it's actually pretty high tech. Um, when I, you know, when I started using it, I just had my little tracker and that's all I knew how to do. And then I discovered that you can get more trackers so I bought some more. So in addition to me having a tracker, I can give trackers to kids um, or groups of kids and it will pick, it doesn't, I can have it follow me specifically as far as the camera, but it will pick up the audio from all those trackers, which is really, really great when you're, and you can also isolate the audio. So if I want to just hear what, you know, these two kids were doing, I can just listen to that part. You can kind of toggle between the different audio tracks. Um, so there's a lot of power in it. Um, and teachers that I know, when I present, I always kind of talk about it just a little bit because I want people to know how cool it is. And there's always a few people that know about it or have used one. And typically the people that have used one love it. Yeah. It's one of those things that, you know, I mean, if you've ever tried to take a video on your phone of yourself, you know, and you've, even if you have a little tripod or whatever, and you 
you know, this just is totally different. You can control your, your entire recording from the tracker. You can start it, you can stop it, you can pause it. I mean, there's all kinds of buttons on it. Um, it's really, really cool. And you would think I work for Swivel. Right. And I don't. <laughs> you, you don't get a dime. <laughs> I mean, I wish I worked for Swivel. Cause right. So the big downside to the Swivel is they're not cheap. Right, yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're pricey. Um, but again, if you go to you, if people go to their administrator, um, and kind of sell this as a tool for, you know, reflecting or, you know, I've kind of sold it to teachers when I've done PD or even administrators on, you know, this is a way, what teachers are always saying is the most powerful PD is when they get to watch other teachers. Right. And that's really hard to do with our schedule. And so this is a way to do that. Um, and it's also kind of a, a lower risk way of doing it because really there's nobody in the room and as the teacher, I can watch the video ahead of time. Um, and then decide if I want to share it or not. Right. Right. Absolutely. So let me ask this. So do you ever put the videos back up somewhere so the parents and students can watch them? Have you, have you done that? Yeah. Um, so when you, the way the swivel works is you have to have a, there's a swivel app. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have the app on your phone. It's free because the swivel itself is definitely not free. Um, and it's, you know, so you need, you obviously need the swivel. You can, anyone can download the app, uh, but you need the swivel for it to work. And when, when it finishes recording, it automatically uploads it to, I don't know what it is, like a swivel cloud. Their server. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it just kind of lives there. And then, from there, you can decide what to do with it. You can view it yourself. You can edit it. You can share it with other people. You can down. What I typically will do when I really want to, to make a video, something that I want to share with people, is I will download it so that I have the actual video file on my computer. And then I kind of have taught myself how to use um, iMovie mm-hmm. to edit it yeah. so that, you know, a 15 minute video, maybe I only want to show seven minutes or whatever it is. Sure. You can actually do some of that on the Swivel website, um, but I don't know how to do that. Or I haven't figured out how to do it, I should sure. say. Yeah. Well, but yeah, I share, I mean, I share it with kids all the time. Yeah, and, yeah, and they right, love to right. go back and watch it over and over yeah. and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the part that I think is really cool about the whole thing is that, and parents get to see it also. And then, you know, that just opens up the learning possibilities at home because yeah. they, they take cues and go, hey, well, I'm going to try to incorporate that into the, into the daily life at, at the house for the weekend or in the evening. Sure. So uh, as a segue out of that, do any of the, have any of the videos that you have downloaded and edited made, it, made their way onto your website? Um, well, so no, and I'll tell you why. Because I am very, um, I'm very cautious about sharing student. Oh yeah, sure. Definitely. Uh, So probably I'm actually more paranoid than most people. I don't know why I just have, you know, I have some friends who have, who who have shared things like um, about FERPA. And so I'm really paranoid about it. I have some videos that I've posted online, but I kind of, I usually make them private Mm -hmm. and then I share them um, like kind of like you need the link to see right. the video and then I can just share the link with families. Yeah. Right. That's the best way to do it. And it just yeah. better safe than sorry. 
Okay. So, all right. So let me, let me segue out of that into the next part. <laughs> what are some of the things that you have on your website? What is your website? Your and blog. Yeah. yeah your oh, blog, sure. yeah, that kind of stuff. So my website is, um, it's look at my happy which there's a, I won't tell you cause we don't have time, but there's a story where that name came from and it's from a kid. Um, and what's on my website are lots of random things. I have some resources that I've created, um, that are free. I don't charge for them. Um, so if people are interested, they can check that out. Um, there are, you know, various random resources that have to do with lots of different things. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll blog about kind of whatever is on my mind. Um, usually it has something to do with something that happened in the classroom. Um, I haven't been blogging as much over the last year or two. I kind of have been a lot more active Instagram, um, which, you know, Instagram is just blowing up with this huge teacher community, which is super cool. And it feels like, I feel almost like I can impact more people that way. And sometimes I'm, you know, throwing people over to my blog on Instagram, but it's, you know, people, like you said, teachers don't have a lot of time. And the thing about Instagram is it's a picture or a few pictures a little bit of words, a short little video, maybe. Um, so it's kind of like little, it's almost like bite-sized bits of PD that you can do. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, okay, so the, let's let's use that to talk about. So let's talk about, real quick, your book of the same name. Um, yes. Where can, uh, where can our listeners get it if they wanted to find a copy of it? It is available on Amazon. Awesome. And there's a link to it on my website, but you can also just go to Amazon and search for it. And there it is. And it's very highly rated. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is all, that's a plus. <laughs> well, you know, when you first, when you write a book, you're like, Oh gosh, what are people going to say? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, social media, if folks want to follow you on Instagram, Twitter, those kind of things, what's the, yep. so, uh, I know I am not good in that. I know like all your handles should be the same across and mine are all totally different, um, <laughs> which is, not helpful to people, but you know, that's just the way I roll. Um, so Instagram is, um, healthy one. So H A L P E Y one, um, healthy is an old nickname of mine from high school. And when I joined Instagram, I picked that for some reason. Um, Facebook, I actually have a pretty cool Facebook page. It's actually the same name as my book and the blog with my happy rainbow. And then Twitter, just to be different is my name. It's Matt underscore Halpern, H-A-L-P-E-R-N. Cool. Awesome, man. That's cool. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, my pleasure. Yeah, we're going to share it out and get it out to everyone. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon about more. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, hey, thank you so much to Matt for sitting down and and visiting with us and talking about the stuff he's doing in his kindergarten class. And uh, you definitely want to check out his book, Look at My Happy Rainbow. I definitely want to know the story behind that. You know, he wouldn't tell us. He just said, you know, you have to read it to understand. So I'm curious about that. That's true. Um, You're right. We didn't have time. We didn't have time to get into it, did we? 
Yeah, yeah. I forget so that, about that. That's yeah, cool. That would have to be another time. Yeah, that's right. That's all right. That's a cliffhanger. You guys, that's a that's a tease. You guys will have to go check it out. <laughs> hey, uh, there's no uh, East Initiative update this week as everybody is crazy busy getting ready for school to start. So we'll definitely pick that up again in future episodes, uh, as will the uh, Google Tip of the Week. We'll have more of those coming up as well. But uh, anything else you'd like us to talk about or anything else uh, you'd like us to you know, share here on the podcast, be sure to let us know www.edutechguys.com. Fill out the form at the bottom of the page or reach out to us on social media. Yeah. And, you know, and I forgot to tell you, David, about this, but we got a uh, we, we got a message from uh, one of our, our our friends, partners. That's the Wharton QS Reimagine Education Awards and Conference. Last year, it was in San Francisco. That was November the 29th and 30th. This year, it's in London. And uh, we're going to be uh, sharing some of their information. They've reached out and said, hey, can you guys talk about us on your podcast and share information? And then uh, you'll find a lot of our stuff. We're going to write some some articles for them for their newsletters coming out twice a month here uh, starting starting in August and September. So uh, that's some really cool information. Hey, David, by the way, I'm like, like, wow, that that's awesome. Yeah. Everybody, everybody listening right now is learning it at exactly the same time I am. Surprise, surprise. I had no idea. That's a happy day in the recording studio. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I'm like, I have no idea what he's talking about. So, yeah. um, Hey, it's it's definitely been a great show, hasn't it? So lots of information today. Hey, I'll tell you what. uh, Don't forget, like David said, to, to always follow us. On, on social media. We try to uh, tweet out a lot and really support our fellow educators out there and make sure that you know what's going on in education and educational technology. But, you know, great show. I'm Jeff Madlock. I'm David Henderson. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the EduTech Guys. EduTechGuys.com. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You You can can do do it it all, all, but but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.